This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition, the Memorial Day edition of the Golf Show right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. I am Mike DeDorich. I'm your host. And we do this every week from 7 to 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. So, uh, thanks for tuning in, and um, let's get rolling. Uh, we have a big week uh, for some, a small group, but but some golfers from Western Pennsylvania who are either going to be competing in or trying to get to a United States Open. Um, there are five guys who made it through sectional qualifying, or no, they made it through local qualifying, and are playing in sectional qualifying this week. Uh, Monday, most of them will be out there, and if they can grab one of the available spots, they'll be playing in the U.S. Open next month at Pebble Beach, which isn't a bad deal at all. Um, Evan Long, who made it to the sectional qualifier last year, he's uh, from Newcastle and is a University of Minnesota golfer. Devin Gee, the uh, head professional at Oakmont Country Club, Matt Nagy, who is a kid from Georgia, and he qualified at Winburg Country Club, which is a place where his grandfather was the head golf professional many years ago. So he decided to come back up from Georgia and try to qualify there, and he did. Uh, we also have, um, he's not exactly from the area, if you if you believe that Montreal's not right near the area. Uh, Raul Menard, he uh, came here to qualify in the locals because his girlfriend lives in Hermitage, and he went he got through. And also, uh, mini tour player Bo Titsworth is also uh, going to be playing in the sectional next week. So good luck to them. Uh, the U.S. the U.S. Women's Open is next week at the Country Club of Charleston in Charleston, South Carolina. And we will be represented there. Uh, Rachel Rohanna from Waynesburg qualified um, at Chartier's Country Club. And so she'll be playing there. <clears throat> if my memory serves me correctly, and I should have looked this up, I think this is her Rachel's second U.S. Open appearance. So we wish all those folks good luck. And... Um, today, a little later, the fifth annual U.S. Amateur Four Ball Championship will get underway out at Bandon Dunes in Oregon, and I'll be anxious to talk to uh, Nathan Smith, who with his partner, Todd White from South Carolina, will be playing there. They were the winners of the first um, Four Ball Championship back in 2015, but I'll be anxious to get... Uh, Nathan's opinion on that complex of golf courses that they have out there in the middle of nowhere in, in Oregon, but um, uh, they are they are playing, and the 
it's it's like uh, the U.S. Amateur, uh, the two days of stroke play qualifying, then the low, I believe, 64 teams get in to the match play part, and then they just play through the brackets, and I think Wednesday is the finals. So that's that's not a bad representation from uh, West uh, Western Pennsylvania. Um, a couple other things I found this week. I did not recognize this name, but uh, a lady named Jan Beljan of Jupiter, Florida, was elected president of the American Society of Golf Course Architects at that group's uh, 73rd annual meeting. She's a Pittsburgh native, and like I said, I that one got away from me. I, I don't remember her, but her her father was a golf professional and superintendent. And three of his five brothers were PGA professionals. So she is a, um, Jan is a landscape architect graduate of West Virginia University. So that's pretty cool for her. And and, um, I'm going to look around and see what else I can find about her. And maybe we can get her on the show at some point and um, talk about that. Um, What else? Oh, we normally don't. There are so many uh, charity outings um, all year, and and everybody's aware of that. So we try to stay away from talking about them because there's so many of them. We could do a half a show every week just on the the, the charity outings. But especially this one that that I want to tell you about today, um, it's kind of, it's different, and it's uh, based on me talking about this today, it's kind of fitting because of the Memorial Day weekend. There's a group called the Westmoreland County Veterans of the War on Terror, um, based in Westmoreland County, believe it or not. And um, uh, their little little um, uh, description of themselves is this. Westmoreland County has always been a bastion of patriotism and service. Over 5,000 county residents have answered the call to serve post-9-11. We are building a monument to their service and sacrifice. Um, Reserve Colonel, uh, retired Army Reserve Colonel Sam Wagner is the guy behind this. And um, they are on target to have their... um, dedication of this monument uh, on 9-11-2021, which will be exactly 20 years after the terrorist attacks that started the war on terror. So they're having a golf event, and um, um, you can find information about it on online. It's an 18-hole um, scramble. It's $85 a golfer. And it's going to be played at Glengarry uh, in July. And, um, you know, they're still looking for teams, looking for sponsors, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's a, um, that's one of those things that's a sobering deal uh, when we think about what, what all has happened and um, what's, what continues to happen. But we wish them good luck and, and um, hope that turns out well for them. This week, the the PGA Tour is at Colonial Country Club for um, the annual tour stop there, which has a new name. 
And uh, if you weren't paying attention, it would go right by you, and you wouldn't even you think you missed it. Uh, it's the Charles Schwab Challenge, um, what used to be the old Colonial Invitational. Um, Johan or Jonas Blixt is the leader there. He shot 67, 64, and right behind him is Kevin Naw. Now he's the kind of quirky guy that takes an awful long time to play, but then he's just one member in a mob of those out on the PGA Tour. But he can get it together, and he can put some numbers up, and he did that yesterday. After opening with a 70, he followed it up with a 62. So those, and, and that's good enough just to get him in a tie with Tony Finau, who's gone 64, 68. So you have Blixt uh, at 131 and Naw and Finau at 132. Uh, the funny part about this event is, not funny, but ir- ironic part, um, Jason's, uh, Jordan Spieth, I got Jason and Jordan spicked, uh, mixed up because right below Jordan Spieth is Jason Duffner, but that's another story. Um, Jordan Spieth shot 65-70, so he's four shots back. And as we know, he has struggled. Uh, It's been two years since he's won after taking the tour by storm earlier because he came out and won a couple majors, won some other events, and he was going to be the next guy. Then all of a sudden, his game left him. How? Nobody seems to know. But he used to be one of the great putters out there, and now that's starting to come back. And uh, this is as good a an example of that as any. For the second week in a row, he's leading a tour event in strokes gained putting. And through two rounds in Texas, he's holed 307 feet worth of putts. 307 feet. That's a lot. Uh, the rest of his game right now is the one that's trying to play catch-up to his putting. He only hit 13 out of 28 fairways and 20 out of 36 greens in two rounds. He's 114th out of 118 players in the field in the proximity to the hole category, 45 feet 9 inches, and that's not real good for those guys, but... He's making some, obviously, and it's um, he, he's back in contention, and uh, that's a that's a good thing for golf because, you know, there was a whole lot of buzz when when he was doing what he was doing. So we'll see if he's back, and uh, in a couple weeks, three weeks, I guess, he'll be uh, at the, at the uh, U.S. Open, and you know that's the kind of course. It's not terribly long, kind of course that he can. He can play if he gets a ball in the fairway, and he, he could be a real factor out there. Um, it's time uh, for our weekly Hops Around the Tour, a look at hot golfers presented by Miller Lite and Inco Beverage Greensburg. Um, there are no hotter guys than uh, Brooks Kepka and Matt Kuchar. As you know, Brooks Kepka won the uh, PGA Championship. He's played in 12 events and has won 
$5.90 million this year. And he's probably not done. I'm going to take a wild guess. And it's funny. As I was watching the, the PGA last week, um, Kuchar was there, and he was on the board. He was top 10 contending, and he fell back a little bit. But he, he obviously had a pretty nice uh, finish um, because now through 14 events on tour, he's won $5.65 million. And I remember saying to myself, I wonder if he's going to be top 10 again and make another big chunk of money and the, the his nickname, the ATM machine, um, lives because he doesn't win, especially majors. He hasn't won a major yet, but he's making money like he's printing it, as I like to say. Um, and that is Hops Around the Tour. A look at hot golfers presented by Miller Lite and Inco Beverage Greensburg. The PGA uh, earnings report is brought to you by Duncan Financial Group, making it all work together. Now, that I mentioned the, the financial part with, with Kepka and Kucher, but especially, it's funny, this week, uh, Colonial Country Club is an old-style golf course, not terribly long, but you have to hit fairways if you want to you know, be able to hit shots into green that, you know, can can uh, allow you to spin the ball if you need to and get back to pins where they have them hidden. So <laughs> I looked at the fairway hit category, and a couple made me names uh, that, that might surprise you. Um, the current longest streak is Tyler Duncan, who, you know, is is not a household name by any means. He's hit 15. And Jonas Blixt has hit 13, (laughs) which, there you go. You know, he's uh, hit 13 fairways so far, and he's leading the tournament after 36 holes. The longest streak this year has been Ryan Armour, who hit hit 53 fairways in a row, and Martin Laird had 40 in a row. So those are, those are the guys, and that's what you have to do if you're going to be successful at a place like Colonial. Um, for a lot of these guys, you won't see them hit driver. You just won't because they, <laughs> they don't need to, and they, they can't take the chance that they're going to be out there thrashing around in the, in the Texas rough. So... That is our PGA earnings report. It's brought to you by Duncan Financial Group, making it all work together. And the, the last thing this segment um, that I wanted to comment on, and I mentioned it last week just a little bit, and I'm not going to go into great length about it this week either, just to say, however, that John Daly... Um, last week played two rounds in the PGA Championship on a cart. He petitioned the PGA of America because he has uh, some sort of arthritis in his knee that doesn't allow him to walk, and they allowed it. Now he's petitioned the um, Royal and Ancient Golf Club over in in Scotland, 
because he wants to do the same thing. He wants to ride a cart at the British Open in July. They're considering that. Um, I, I I wasn't sure how I felt about it at first, but I, I'm going to come down on the side of I, I just don't think that should be allowed. Um, I know Casey Martin did it, but he had a, a, a birth defect in his one leg, and, and it got to the point where he couldn't walk, and they allowed him in finally after um, a bit of a court battle. But daily, this is just a product, I think, of his age. He's over 50. He plays on the senior tour. Uh, he's really not a factor uh, when he plays on the PGA Tour. And I, I just I think it takes away from the game. And you, I think golf has to be very careful about going down this slippery slope, as, as they like to say. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in favor of it. If, if you can't walk in professional golf, you don't play. That's just the way it's always been, and I'm not sure that needs to be changed at this point. All right, down off my uh, soapbox, it's time for our first break of the day and time for a 2020 sports update. You're listening to The Golf Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. 